0: Or, then, I just need to to mumble a little bit more.
1: Maybe. Maybe I'm doing the things right, and you're you're doing it wrong.
0: Um that's probably what it is. Um, but maybe we should still try to do it my way because we would like the listeners to actually be able to hear what we are saying.
1: Mm, okay,
0: so, with those words, I would like to welcome you all to the first episode of CNC Love, Sex and Violence with Brett and Suzanne. Hello. 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 I'm Suzanne and. Uh, I'm Brett. Yes. And we're partners. We've been together for many years and we've just embarked on this very dark journey. And um, we are talking so much about it that we thought, why not? record some of these talks and actually make them into a podcast because as we have begun this path to uh, a bit of a darker sex life, mm-hmm. um, we have listened to so many podcasts. So we, we thought we would uh, would like to make one as well. <laughs> or at least, you know, we we've benefited greatly from listening to others talk about these subjects so maybe if somebody can actually benefit from listening to us that would be amazing
1: yeah
0: and CNC I always say it wrong Mm -hmm. Um, I'm I'm not very good at uh, letters and putting them in the right place but CNC uh, I've written here on my notebook I've written CNT (laughs) because I'm an idiot Um, but it's, it's, it's CNC I'm just not very good with letters but Brett, could you explain to me what is CNC?
1: I can give it a try. So, consensual non-consent. Basically, it means that... Uh...
0: Oh, Brett, don't be sad. Um, no. I'm basically, sorry. it means, well, it, 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 people can, can use it in different ways. but So, I give my consent to to you, that yeah. you can do non-consensual things with me. Exactly. And uh, with those words, I also want to warn you a bit um, because, of course, some of you listeners may be triggered by this. And if you are so, um, please stop listening. And we're very sorry. And um, find someone who can help you then. Because, of course, we are going to be talking about sex and violence Mm -hmm. as this podcast is also called. But we do it with love. And um, if that is a weird concept to you, then you've probably found the wrong podcast. But if you're here uh, on purpose, then that's probably because you, you get what it is. You get what we mean, Yeah. but um, you can use it in different ways. Some couples, they live under it completely so that the, the one part of the couple simply gives up and says, I give you my consent that you can do all kinds of non consensual things with me at all times. And, um, That's not how we do it, but um, how do we do it then? What does it mean in our relationship?
1: Okay, what does it mean in our relationship? It means that uh, I basically take control. That whenever we're going (laughs) to... I don't know how to speak.
0: It's called fucking. What's right? It's called Fucking.
1: Oh, when we go to fuck, yeah, yeah, okay.
0: You take control,
1: I take control. Yeah,
0: no, to you listeners out there, it might seem like uh, Brett isn't that much in control. But no. he, he normally is, he's just also a very, very nice man. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a bit more used to the microphone than you are, yeah. So, so maybe I can take over and explain a little bit. Yeah, please. I would like to give you our story, and then Brett, if you have any pointers, please, mm-hmm. please, um. Um, please butt in, yeah, uh you know, I'll try. cover my mouth uh with your hand if there's something you want to say, and um then I'll tell you my story, or I'll tell you our story because we met several years ago, we've been together for a long, long time, and um we met in a situation where um I was um looking for love and looking for uh, exciting sex i had been in other relationships i am a little bit older than brett but you can't see it at all no you cannot right thanks that was exactly what i needed you to say mm-hmm. um and I'd, I'd been in vanilla relationships where i desperately tried to make my partner um do rougher things do darker things um so i would basically had like some sick desires from a very young age and um did never really get any proper fulfillment of those uh those dreams and desires then i met brett and um something just clicked it did and yeah well we met on a dance floor brett so maybe you can tell the listeners what happened i hope you remember
1: i i do remember very clearly what happened that night so i was uh with a couple of friends and we were a little bit bored and a bit frustrated. And then I'm sitting down, and there's a girl dancing, giving me the most amazing fuck me eyes I've ever seen. Um,
0: Maybe you and, hadn't seen that many fuck me eyes.
1: I hadn't noticed that many. I I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm 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 I was I was <laughs> I was a young man who's a bit a bit in his own world. Yeah, um, this is
0: my bratty side where I mess with Brett and mm-hmm. uh,
1: uh, and yeah. she'll pay for it later. Um and uh, anyway so. I see that, and immediately hop up. Don't say anything to my friends. Go on the dance floor, and there appears out of nowhere this this thigh in the middle of your legs, trying to control you, following you on the dance floor. And, you, and
0: just a thigh following on the dance floor.
1: Yeah, detached yeah. from my body. I'm not quite sure. It just uh, the rape thigh. It just came, and uh, we danced towards the wall of the dance floor, and had an extremely hot and heavy making out session until we looked around. No, wait, there was there was two stops. One where I said hello. And then next time we stopped, we looked around and no one was in the club apart from our friends. And Who there, are me-
0: looking at us. And it's very, very awkward. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the music has stopped and the lights have gone on. <laughs> but
0: the rape right fire is still there between the legs.
1: Yeah, it had not lost its, uh, its position.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So imagine, you know, cute young little me uh coming from a lot of uh, very bland vanilla relationships uh, and suddenly meeting Mr. eye in a club dancing doing what I love most yeah so that was love at first sight we didn't quite know it then or I did um and uh, basically our relationship has then had several ups and downs and uh, yeah we have kids and we've had huge things happening to us and uh yeah. But but through it all, we've kind of had this constant feeling of um, a shared kink, yeah. if you can say it like that, with yeah. the with the C and C. Even though, of course, as relationship goes, ups and downs and everything, there's been periods where it has definitely uh, mellowed, and there hasn't been space and time and yeah, energy for for it. And uh, well, basically, that's what we're going to talk about in this podcast series because we have now actually. Uh, taken some huge steps to make this uh, well this violent violence part of our Mm -hmm. love and sex life again in a more active way very active yeah Uh, and we'll get back to that in a moment but basically I just want to you know we were just uh, discussing the awkwardness of uh, the club and everything Um, and then also um, yeah, I was visiting my friend in London and uh where we met. Mm-hmm. And I was going home to stay at her place, at yeah. her her and her boyfriend's place, and yeah. uh she was nice enough to say, Oh, you can tag along, Brett, it's fine. Uh so basically we kind of uh yeah, well dry humped, let's call it yeah, that. Was- dry humped up against their bedroom wall <laughs> all night and her boyfriend never really took to liking us after that.
1: No, not really. No. And I I, I left in the morning before before uh, everyone else woke up yeah so we, we, didn't, we didn't maybe sleep. i just no Literally. yeah
0: so oh. so anyways it's super awkward um uh, but we couldn't help ourselves and um yeah but such a good beginning to a relationship
1: yeah, it was awesome.
0: yes okay flash forward several 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 years later and uh, a couple of kids uh yep. huge uh, personal tragedies and crazy things happening on our lives and busyness and careers and all that yeah uh and we've kind of, you know, been in a slump, yes. been in a uh, me getting more and more lazy, more and more unhappy with myself, uh, busy, wanting to do all kinds of things career-wise, but not taking care of myself and not really feeling good about myself at all. And, uh, well, you, you, the last couple of years, what have what's your life been like?
1: Well, so I went from playing sports at a good level and... That made me feel very masculine. That was a lot easier to, to take the role on when you're strong, physically fit, and you've got lots of energy. Then I stopped playing sports, and I moved to a profession of giving a lot more uh, care in my profession with, with kids and work. And so it's the the, the space for being masculine and dominant was, was basically taken out of my life. Um, okay.
0: So that was real life. Uh, we just got interrupted by one of our kids who was upset yes. because our cat died. Um, so, yes, that is very much a living proof of family life as it is and how hard it can be to, um, to have sex, to talk about sex, because there's always interruptions. So I'm very glad that we actually weren't having sex but just talking about it because that was a little bit easier yes. to, um, yeah, to stop mid
1: um yeah conversation
0: Mid conversation instead of something else and um i don't remember where we were at all do you brett
1: mm, not really
0: not really Ooh.
1: um kind of discussing our. Uh, <laughs> nah, no no wait well we, the thing is we, we've had a good amount of sex today and um yes yeah, so our brains don't work that's pretty much no,
0: yeah, true. but we were talking about our story, and maybe we just kind of got uh, around in that, basically right. we've been together many years, and life, as you probably know it, comes in the way of uh, a lot of fun things because mm. it creates obstacles and uh yeah other stuff for you, yeah, and we've had a kind of a boring sex life recently,
1: yeah, not so many years, I think, like like, like no, but like for, for for the last few few years, it's been a while since it's been. Hard, Yeah,
0: definitely. There's just been so much else going on. We haven't Mm -hmm. prioritized it. We haven't prioritized each other at all. And uh, well, I suffer from really, really uh, kind of low self-esteem in many ways. Also, when it comes to um, how I feel about myself uh, while having sex or how I feel um, sexually about myself. And of course, that's just gotten worse and worse with getting older. So that hasn't helped either because uh, it's really I really need to feel attractive and um, I don't feel attractive. And uh, if I don't feel attractive, then I need sex to be kind of hard, kind of forced to actually feel like I believe that. And that hasn't really happened. So it's just been a slump, really. Um, And then. Well then the craziest thing happened because um we have not we've not been really open with each other for many years which also just like avoided the subject. I guess sex has just been a little bit accusations and why don't you do this and why are you like that and yeah. Yeah, not that fun. I mean we've had we've had had sex of course in the last couple of years and whenever we have it it's good. Yes. Yeah. But um just not very free- frequent and not very not very mind blowing.
1: No, and it's it's not more than sex. It doesn't open up for any any like extra conversations about anything. It's kind of just it's, it's been very, yeah, it's just been very much sex. just
0: sex and yeah. then good night and that was it. And yeah, yeah, nice. What great intimacy. Uh, yeah, that level reached. Thank you. And you that that yeah. box ticked. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I have a friend who suddenly talked to me about some crazy endeavors she had uh uh been on or not yeah she hadn't been on them yet but she'd been planning them um and that was going to a swingers club Ooh, not for dancing but for sexy time and um well she was kind of planning that and it suddenly realized uh, so, or i suddenly realized it occurred to me that you could actually do that kind of thing and um there was just like this whole new kind of idea forming in my head yeah. that maybe we could do that, um, maybe that could give us something, because we, you know where were we, where are we sexually? We were like just stuck. We were, and um, I've always, I've always really liked the idea of other people having sex. You lock the door, you know, you close the door into the room, right? I did. Okay, thanks. Suddenly just kind of got a little bit worried here about what I was talking about. Um, well, yeah, I really uh, enjoy kind of a real real life, real people sex. Um, not, don't get very turned on by kind of porny looking people. Um, stuff that's too fake, too um, kind of unreal. I like real stuff much more. So in that regard, uh, A Swingers Club seemed like Something that would be totally, totally great, um, just for me. And uh, well, why did you like the idea of the swingers club?
1: Um, I think it was a, well, when, the, when, when,
0: when we st- when we just talked about it in the beginning.
1: In, in the beginning, it was quite overwhelming because it's suddenly with either a, an audience or a different. Like it's just sex is just so much more open, and it was uh, kind of exciting because it was. The unknown um, but uh, I don't think I really began to get excited like like properly excited until when until we started listening to podcasts together mm. and actually getting an idea of what it's like it being in that uh, environment or like how people experience it and like that it's so much of it is like about the communication, the openness around sex, mm-hmm. talking to other people about their fetishes. What?
0: And Brett, let me just ask you something. Yeah. Are you good at communicating?
1: I'm terrible at it.
0: Okay.
1: I'm as as this introduction to the podcast has already shown that I don't know I how to talk under a bit of pressure. Put me under a little bit of pressure, and my communication skills they evaporate.
0: Oh, I think I think they're good. Don't 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 talk yourself down.
1: No, okay, but no, but no, I'm 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 generally not not the one who communicates very much.
0: No, and that is a big thing in our relationship. That is probably with like a lot of couples. That is where a lot of things go wrong, mm-hmm. uh, both in just normal everyday logistics, family life. Uh, yep. When communication doesn't work, everything fucks up. But also in sex, of course. Well, I've really kind of needed some communication from you. Yep. Um, so suddenly, after I said the word, we could go to a swingers club. They were open on Friday, and this was Sunday. Um, we actually started communicating about it because, yeah, yeah, we went into geek mode and we listened to all the podcasts we could really kind of, whenever we weren't at work, well, actually sometimes at work, but um, whenever we weren't like with our um, kids, we were listening to podcasts um, in one ear about all these people having different experiences, all the different things you can do and all the different things it it can give to couples and to, you know, individuals. Yeah. Um, so we went into geek mode and just really tried to learn as much as we could. Mm-hmm. Also, to be, I guess, not feeling as scared because it was really, even though it was an exciting feeling for me, it was also very scary. Like, how did you feel?
1: Uh, also, very worried and scared in terms of what I was going to be coming into. Um, like, from from here in the podcast. And imagining, okay, when you're out of the the rooms where there's sex and you're in the kind of the communal area in the bar that that's cozy and you get to talk and you you don't really see all the flesh in front of you because you you're just just talking it, and it's it's like a, that's something kind of special in, in in the sex club and that i could I could see that you know in, in my mind's eye, but then the sex bit. That i didn't quite know how that was going to work with what we like which is a lot more real than kind of you know it's it's not it's
0: not you say ours is a lot more real
1: like our 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 version of of what we think is sexy
0: is real all sex is real i don't understand Hmm, i think you're getting a little bit ahead of yourself because all the kinks we will get to them yes but i just think we had a hard time figuring out like what would a swinging club actually be. Yes. So all these podcasts helped, helped us a great deal because those uh, episodes also dealt with things like jealousy yes. and hard borders, hard limits and, and also just like how do how do clubs work and what do you do and and what is it that you can expect to meet. Um, and of course because we have our kink which is uh, the kind of uh, the, the consensual non-consent mm-hmm. let me say correctly because it's not Easy. non-consensual like non it's consensual non-consent that's our kink and uh, so you can say you can ask yourself how does that uh, how does that work in a swing as club environment and maybe we weren't thinking so much about our kink at the time but more at just like how can we move our relationship a little bit forward because it was it, it no you know doubt, no doubt about it it has been stuck yeah so all these episodes and the podcasts helped us listen to different stories and um, we actually agreed just to go um on the Friday following the Sunday where we started talking about it to actually just watch yeah and talk so we weren't quite sure of our uh, limitations we weren't quite sure of how we would feel nope. or actually not sure either about what we thought was okay to do or that the other person did and I I think we had a hard time grasping that because you can't imagine it really before you've done it correct and I'm really super fucking jealous
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, also because of all my insecurities so I couldn't really see you do anything with anybody that wasn't me or yeah um, like ten times uglier than me, or else I would I would feel bad about myself. Um, so so yeah, it was really difficult to imagine, but I still had the feeling that it could give us something, and maybe yeah. also could open up for me yeah. to not feel so bad about everything. Um, but we just discussed that we would go there, treat it like it was a really weird club,
1: yeah,
0: fun night out where people were just also uh, naked and having sex, yes. But um, and then talk and. See if we could learn anything. Yeah, and I think when we first decided that, it was quite nice.
1: Yes, it was. I think we, we both became a lot more relaxed about it that we were going to do that. And there was no pressure because a lot of the podcasts we also heard was a lot of sex, changing partners, being really, really
0: super, super, you what? Yeah, yeah, and just that... doing a big old twister game there on the mattress.
1: Yeah, that was not us.
0: No. Um and looking back now, maybe yeah, it wasn't even the right thing to do to go to such a club because yeah, it doesn't really fulfil our kink as such. But um well, there's more to the story. So um right. yeah. so it's it all makes sense when mm-hmm. you hear it. Um but seeing we were newbies and uh, it's not something you talk about very openly with many people, and of course I actually did talk openly about it to my friend also planned on going to a different club but um but she hadn't gone yet so i couldn't really get any good tips from her no. so uh, i thought what do i do i need to learn more not just from the podcast but i need to learn something from real people so i went on to this dating site that very much is focused on sex um and made a profile there for me simply asking uh, hello does anybody know this club could you give me any pointers and um well then the messages started rolling in because i put on a picture of my uh, tits and that was enough (laughs) so having been in a relationship for ages never been on a dating app uh wow i was surprised at how little it took for people to basically just write "Cock." yeah interested in any cock? yeah yeah Yeah. big surprise uh love the world um but i also got some really nice friendly people writing that they'd been to the specific club uh actually saying don't go there it's really it's really bad yeah um but also some people who went there and uh, it was it was nice just to just to hear people uh that didn't just want to send their cock photos yes uh, dick pics uh talk about this club and um yeah kind of help us in figuring out what's going to happen
1: yeah
0: and then this guy wrote um who First of all, was really kind of, you know, you need to be certain. Do you both want to do this? How do you feel about going there? Yeah, There's going to be wanking men all around. Yep. Are you okay with that? Also a hard thing to imagine, really, before you've been there. But try to uh, kind of, yeah, get myself used to the thought. Yeah. And, uh, well, so I broke with this guy and it actually turned out Uh, turned into quite a bit of like sexting. Isn't that what kids call it nowadays? I
1: I, I presume so. I don't don't quite know. (laughs)
0: No. Uh, He was quite uh, dirty. Uh, And um, we suddenly talked about the idea that um, getting a man in could be something to help us. Also because listening to all the many podcasts, we could understand that sometimes it's difficult getting a lady. Yes. So this wasn't just because of all my jealousy and insecurities, all that, but also because it seems like getting the perfect lady is like finding a unicorn.
1: Yes,
0: it doesn't really happen easily. Um, so getting a man in is much much easier. Um, so when he wrote, and we actually kind of we we clicked, we clicked online, uh, him yeah. and I, anyways, and that he was also into getting me a little bit of rough. Yeah, oh, that's not treating me rough. How do you say it? Yeah. Um, So it just seemed like uh, something we could maybe aim for. Yeah. We were all very open about uh, that chemistry had to be there when we met. And, um, yeah, nobody was forced to do anything they didn't want. If the mood wasn't like it, that it could also just be fun to meet up and talk. Mm -hmm. But, of course, a lot of dirty messages were exchanged. So,
1: Yeah. And I got to see the messages, and I was okay with that. Um. yeah because you were open about it and I appreciated that
0: but um, it was really strange showing those messages it was also really strange writing them but um, felt like that it was something that we were doing for us and yeah. not something I was doing for myself and uh, actually to, to kind of to just go a little bit back into this whole kind of getting another man in
1: Yeah,
0: my story my fucking sad sex story is that feeling bad about myself has been a part of something that's followed me uh, forever. Um and looking back now, looking back now, I can see that I had absolutely no reason to feel bad about anything at all, but just uh, just being like low on self confidence and not feeling um decided enough has just kind of followed me around maybe because i have this kink of actually uh, being ravished and yes. that never happened um unfortunately so i kind of never felt like i was i was enough there, w- there must have been something wrong with me yeah. since i didn't get ravished um yeah. but yeah that's a very weird thing to think of course so anyways um also um started using porn quite early but unfortunately it kind of as it has with many people probably messed me up quite yeah. a bit yeah. because I feel completely disconnected from yeah from my body or my head I don't know nothing's connected it's, it's awful uh, so which means that I have a really hard time coming when I'm with a partner and um, we have tried we have tried a lot so much, yeah. you've been so patient and everything, but I really need to be taken so much out of my head yes. to enjoy sex, which is why I like it very rough yes. and still when that happens then I mostly just enjoy being taken out of my head, not worrying about whether my uh, tummy is fat or something stupid like that Yeah. Um, but the, the actual orgasming climaxing yeah. is a very private personal thing for me and so difficult to do with others almost impossible we've done it a few times but not yeah. very much yeah. and that is not because you're not skilled that is because i'm broken i've always been and uh, and so that is why like two reasons again to to do this adventure for me and one is to uh, yeah to be get to get more and more kind of taken away Taken out of my head and yeah. just just feel things, just have sensations, being ravished, and yes. not thinking about stupid things about myself, and then also hopefully coming to a place, scenes and sex. Yeah, you know, I like to watch swingers porn, so uh, seeing it in real life should then do it for me. Yeah, right in theory. In theory, but um, just to see how far that could actually go. Uh, seeing in real life if that could make some kind of connection could make me easier uh, feel things um, that can make me climax yeah. when I'm with a partner yes. yeah so a lot of backstory um and I'm sorry for you listeners if this is confusing it's actually also quite confusing for us mm-hmm. but we're just we're really trying to uh to make sense of it yeah uh, and it's only been well, it's Tuesday today, yeah. so it's been nine days since I first said those words, we should go to swingers club. That's and right. since then, we've, we've done lots. We really? have,
1: uh, yeah. We've made up for lost time, I feel like.
0: In those uh, nine days. Yeah, yes. We really. But that was just to also explain like, why I was, uh, I was hot for the idea, yeah. both to hopefully be connected head and body uh, pussy uh, somehow yeah. with all the things that I can't do. Um, and then also the the idea of uh, of being taken with even more power than you can do because there would be another person to help you. Yeah. So that was kind of the, the reason why we would get another man in um, and yeah. also because uh, men are much, much easier to find than women. And the thing is, I love Brett so much and I think he is the most beautiful, amazing man in the world and I'm not joking. I mean this.
1: Yeah. Nice to uh,
0: I can find other men attractive but probably not as easily as you find ladies attractive I guess I, I, that would be weird if you were just as, as picky as me I really have a hard time um, and I can always find something wrong or I just after being with you for so many years it's, it's really weird to think of another cop another yeah. kneecap Another yeah, weird yeah. elbow or, or smell, smell. Or, yeah, all yeah. those things. Yeah. So, so it was actually really, really difficult for me to to like the idea of getting another man in because I don't want him. No. I like two of you, I like three of you, four of you. Yeah. But the kind of whole getting a new one in that wasn't the exciting bit for me. Um, so I also needed it to be quite violent to not have to worry about that, to not think about that.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, um, and like. Maybe it's your turn to talk a little bit. But, yeah. but all those messages, all those writing back and forth with that guy, you said it was okay. Uh, you said sometimes it was almost, yeah, it, it was like it was hot. Mm-hmm. But, um, but what made you want to invite another man in?
1: So the, I went through quite the, the journey in this in a short space of time for us talking about it listening to podcasts where I started being quite sceptical, I would say. That it was a very big step to think I'm going to introduce someone in. Um, You mentioned it, and as you mentioned it as a way that it could really help um, this process, and you know that it's it's a good option. Um, And it took me a while to kind of think over it, and then listen to some podcasts.
0: Oh, we listened to podcasts, did we? Yeah,
1: Yeah. Uh Where, where where someone you know someone talked about what it was like actually being that person being invited in um and also doing it themselves later and like i went from uh being worried about what could go wrong and my, insec- my own insecurities to then thinking you know to to, to to seeing a bit more actually what it's like because I, I could see it in my head okay i have this to kind of imagine uh from, from their experiences and i began to think okay I'm going to share you. I'm the one in control. It's my, You're my territory, basically, in, in this regard. The, I'm the alpha uh, lion, and I'm going to let another male in, but it's me who decides. And in listening to someone describe it in that way, then made me just like kind of completely change my mindset from being a little bit kind of timid uh, before I have been for a while I haven't been that, you know, that masculine, I feel, in my everyday. I don't take much control, you know, apart from my work and stuff. Then suddenly thinking, okay, if this is going to happen, this is going to work because I want to, you know, make our relationship better, I need to take control. And actually, you know, it needs to be done properly so that nothing goes wrong. Um, And suddenly that kind of realization just turned on a switch in my head, which was like, okay, I can do this. I can make this happen and I can control it so it doesn't go wrong. And I can really begin to see the, the, the bits that were hot, the things that I wanted to happen and then I could talk to you about, okay, what are your boundaries? What do you think is going to be okay? And that process was really good because we managed to talk about it and I felt like I was I was ready because I'd, I'd suddenly just decided that I, I, could, I could manage that.
0: Yeah, and it was a crazy feeling when we suddenly got to that point and at the same time, all those feelings that you have when you take this big step, there's just so much doubt still. Yeah. And the that levels of doubt kind of go up, up, down, down. You know, you kind of move about all the time. Um, and you think, you know, now, oh, I'm feeling this. I'm certain that I want this. And then next moment you think suddenly something else. And, yeah, so it, it really changes. And we listen to a lot of other people talk about it. And we talked a lot about it. Like, we did. So, so much. So We really tried to figure this out because if there's anything we could also read from posts of other people doing it is that you really need to be sure. Uh, and the only reason we really could be sure that nothing bad was going to happen was to say, yeah, we'll just go there. It'll be a fun night. And that's that. So basically, the, the couple of days up until the first trip was just excitement, yes. doubt, being scared. Uh, planning a bit of ac- rough action with our friend um, feeling hot about that not being able to focus at work uh, for like the first time in ages me taking sexy photos because uh, that was also a part of the game I was sending yes. to you and to him uh, really really odd being terrified that I was sending them to my work group chat or to the family chat or like horrible awful Awful, awful things uh, you can suddenly start worrying about, <laughs> um, and then just kind of also, yeah, high-fiving ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, yeah, feeling a little bit guilty also because suddenly I had this kind of, I had this thing that was going to happen to me. Yeah. And I think you have to be careful not to go like, oh, if you get this, I get that, and so on. And I felt. Like, if I got this extra man, mm. oh, you also had to get a woman. And what if that was actually really difficult to get another woman? And also, what if I felt insecure and and maybe you just uh, fell in love with her and we're going to lope and all these things. Yeah. So um, I really needed to remember and be reminded by you when you said that, that it's not the extra man I'm getting, that it was just as much something we were both getting, because you were just getting, you were getting extra power.
1: Yeah. Basically it was like we were doubling up on the masculinity. So you had to you have to like give in even more um in that process. And I, I, I saw my focus for or my, my goal for that uh trip was basically to feel power over you. So introducing a woman in would not have benefited that in any way. Like yeah,
0: I, now that would have just created a lot of ah, yeah. anxiety and worry, and of course also feeling hot. But but yeah, that that's not where we are. Well, that's not where we were, where we where we were at that point. Correct. And uh, it's not something that the door is closed upon at all. Um, not now, and not when we were discussing it. But we were just uh, honest about that. It was not for now. For yeah. now, we were doing talking. Watching, yes, um, and maybe doing this one thing we planned, yeah, and not even like, yeah, probably not doing anything with anybody else either because that would be too difficult to suddenly kind of suddenly also arrange and, and all that, yeah. So um, yes, with that, I think we're going to end this first episode of uh, C and mm-hmm. love, sex, and violence, and uh, this is going to talk about the build the, the build up. The yeah. build-up. Um, and in the next episode, we will talk about our very first trip. So um, I hope you will tune in again. There will be much more sex and violence in the coming episodes. Oh, yeah. In this build-up We've got a episode. lot to go through. Yeah. It's some long episodes. So this is just, uh, <laughs> this is basically just listening to us talking about how we listen to podcasts. It's been a great episode. Yeah, no uh, And then a little bit about our story. So we can sum it up by saying, Been together for a long time. I feel shit about myself. We got boring in bed, but yeah. we're actually pretty kinky. Yeah. And now we're going to a sex club. Yeah. Yeah. So those words, see you next time. And uh, thank you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. Thanks, for- guys. <laughs> Thanks, Suzanne.